ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, homies up north in Canada, and our brothers in Ghana. Shout out to Switzerland, the Czech Republic, all three of y'all, uh, and New Zealand. Oh, and the homies down under, shout out to Australia. We got some new homies, too. Where they from, Kadeem? United Arab what? Oh, yeah. The yeah, they, they, they fuck with it. We need some oil yeah. money. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got a couple princes listening to the podcast and shit now. <laughs> shout out to all the whole homies. Shout out to the new homies. My name is Kyrie Creek. And, of course, I got my co-host with me. Kadeem Richardson, appreciate y'all for rocking out with us. Episode 13. And we got a special Episode, guest today. A special guest. We have a third, Kadeem. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, this this is like one of my favorite comics and our, our scene out in Baltimore DMV area. Kind of started in the same place, been doing comedy for a minute now. Like he's all over the East Coast right now, killing it. Y'all give it up for our guy Bobby Ray. Like y'all give it up for him. Give it up for him. The most subtle what's up. All right, Bobby. So first of all, thank you for for hopping on to the show with us. Like you are you're our first guest. You're our first guest. Ever on this podcast, like I said, we're episode 13. We survive all the statistics. They say uh, most black podcast, most podcasts in general don't make it to episode 10. So we beat no, that I statistic. Say, say most black podcasts, damn it. No, yeah, most black, but they crumble. They, they, they crumble. They crumble bad. They don't make it to 10. They usually give up at five. So we beat that. All right, and we said, yeah. once we beat 10, we want to start having people on there. So you are our first guest. And I was like, I couldn't think of nobody else better to have. That's not only a black father, but that's like a phenomenal comic too. That's up and coming. So, most valid. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bobby, I want to know, right? Why do you spell your name with an I? That's that's the we get into the hard shit right out the gate. Why do you spell your name with an I? And Bobby's black, by the way. Just y'all saw Bobby Ray probably. But the people listening at home, Bobby's black, and he spells his name with an I. So, so the people at home want to know. They want to know. Gonna want to know. Why the eye, and do you use a little heart on the eye? Nah, uh, my I'm named after my dad actually, so I really? think yeah. So it's uh yeah, Bobby I E at the end. Okay, uh, oh, cool. I don't use the heart though. I put like a little square at the top. A little square. Okay, <laughs> okay. I get that's the heterosexual version of the heart. The square. I feel it. Is it like gray? You got like shaded in black. You got like, shaded in. Yeah, like, you shaded in. This is a heterosexual corner, sir. <laughs> I put no the curves around like, here. You know? I put the gradient from the white to the black. You know, I just gotta let them know. Hey. Yeah, you gotta blend that shit in. So you named you're named after your father. Yeah. So you're a junior. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool, bro. That's dope. I yeah, never do I, that. I, never do that. Yeah. I never so, that. so yeah, my first name is Bobby good. Ray. So is Bobby Ray Sr., is he, like, in entertainment, too? No, no. But he's, like, super artistic, though. Like, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. When he was, like, I guess when he was around, like, our age, right, he was doing photography and, like, painting and sculpting, like, with metals and stuff like that. Like, that was oh, his okay. jam. Yeah. Oh, okay. so you have a really artsy family then, right? So, like, because yeah. you used to rap, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, so y'all, so y'all, y'all family, not family, but you and your dad, y'all kind of try your hand in everything. Yeah, pretty much like jack of all trades type thing, you know? That's dope. That's yeah. with that. that is really fire. Uh, so, okay. Has, here's my next question, right? Has your dad been to a show yet? Nah. They, okay. So he's seen it on YouTube, right? Okay. <laughs> but okay. That was like a, a year or two ago. So I'm like, he hasn't seen me since then. 
Okay, so cool. you gotta invite him to one of your shows eventually. You gotta invite him yeah. to a show. Yeah, I'd be nervous, man. <laughs> it is always interesting when family comes sees you. It's it's always like, ooh, like my mom came out to see me, so she drove from Detroit to Illinois. So it was like six hours to see me perform. I was like, if I bomb, I yeah. gonna rest this. Like, <laughs> Boy, if you bomb. Cut off. <laughs> but it's I like, feel like for me, like my nerves come in like performing in front of family is like. I feel like when it comes to stand up, people are always more receptive when they don't know you. Yeah. And people yeah. like I and I'll say this, I, I feel like other comedians have heard me say it. Like the shows where uh, you know, where the crowd is like just your friends and family and all that, they're good feel good moments, but they're not a true testament to who you are, like, you know, where you are as a comedian, if you're funny or not. It's just, you know, your family and friends came out to see you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, like even if you like absolutely terrible, you're gonna get some pity laughs. Yeah, and that's, that's not knocking, you know, trying to knock you know people for bringing their family out, nothing like that. It's just that's my that's my nerves yeah. when my friends and family comes out is is that they already have a preconceived notion of who I am. Right. So when when comedian Kyrie comes out, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's kind of you know there might be a bit of a standoff thing because like oh he ain't that you know what I mean I don't mm-hmm. know like either they were like oh it ain't fun or it ain't happened like that or it's like they have yeah, yeah like, it's, all, so, it, yeah. And it's like like I know my family like I love my family mm-hmm. I love when my family come to shows but like a big show with all my family nah cuz yeah nah, like, you I'm might want to do that one tag that always worked you like ah, ah now I'm somebody said nigga that didn't about. happen why you lying on grandma <laughs> my bro come on oh, it's bro. jokes <laughs> Yeah, nah, getting heckled by your own family would be wild. Bro. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, so I did want to um, go back and ask you, like, so you rap for a little bit. How long did you rap for? And, like, what was your your thing that you did? Like, uh, I started, well, I started rapping, like, you know, like, like I was, like, 14, you know? Okay. And then eventually when I got, like, early 20s, I was like, all right, I'm going to actually try to, like, record music and stuff, so... From like 22, 23 to probably like 30. Okay. I was just rapping, like doing shows. I did Artscape. Like, it was pretty dope. Okay. Uh, yeah. The one where um, uh, George Clinton was there, the, you know, P Funk band. Oh, shit. Yeah. Probably, yeah. That, so I wasn't with them. Like, I'm not saying that, but it was like, no, oh, no, that's, that's the fact you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's cool. Though. Yeah, it was cool. That was that's fun. That's a lie. Man. You put that in your <laughs> yeah, really That's what I'm going to say. They were like, who y'all had on the podcast? I'm like, yeah, hey, Bobby. You know, no, Bobby that was with uh, George Clinton. Up? Yeah, that Bobby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saying that now. That's going to be a clip. Nah, that so, was, what made was you, fun, so what made you transition over to comedy from, from music? And how was that transition for you? Because, like, I wanted to do comedy first, honestly. Like, oh, okay. Like, I did my first open mic was on my 21st birthday. Yo, I bombed so hard. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I bombed That's so a question hard, I have bro. for later. That is definitely a question I have for later. <laughs> but on your birthday, bro? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, I was like, why not? You know, I, I had wanted to go, and I was like, I'm going to go on my birthday. I'm going to go. And I wrote a bunch of jokes. And you and then, and then, like, it was like something from a movie. You know? Like, I wrote a bunch of jokes, but I didn't practice. I had no concept of that, but... I washed my clothes the night before, and I washed my jokes. Oh, my and, and I had never God. practiced them, so I was like, "Well, I guess I still got to go." And uh, yeah, it was it was. I got I got a pity all from my girlfriend at the time. Oh fuck <laughs> no! I'd have ended it all. She was like, "Oh, tell him it's your birthday." No, no, y'all had to talk. That was sad. That'll that bring the back. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Be on the roof. 
But so, then, like, I did, yeah, I did that, and then I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm going to chill. I'm going to just keep rapping. And then, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny as shit, is it? No, I'm just going to keep rapping. Okay. So, so when you started transitioning into comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Was, was it like a, a hard transition where it was like, all right, cool, I'm going to, I'm going to do these mics, I'm going to write these jokes, I'm going to, you know, network in this scene? Or was it more like, a, I'm going to keep making my music? But let me see if I can, you know, be funny. No, I mean, like, I had, I wasn't doing, so I stopped, like, rapping when I was, like, 30. And then, like, maybe, I guess I didn't do anything for, like, six months or a year, and then the pandemic happened. Right. So I just uh. you know, didn't do anything anyway. And then at the end of 2020, so, I like, I did a few mics before, like, in 2019. I would right. go to, like, and stuff. It, uh. But I, again, I didn't understand how any of it worked. I wouldn't really talk to anybody. I was like, all right, I think I had, like, I look at jokes that I read, I had written back then, and they're, like, this long. And it's like, where's the punchline? Like, what? It's just. Yeah, it's just all built. No, it's no just, punch. yeah. And I thought I was really doing something. <laughs> and then uh, I came back at the end of 2020 and was like, all right, I'm actually going to, like, commit to it, you know? I feel that. So it was more like the pandemic was, like, a, a fresh, like, like a clean slate for you type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. a clean reset. I, I like that. I respect that. That's cool. I also did the kind of did the same thing when I cut my hair. Yeah. So like I get it. Like, Cuz I remember we did the uh the motor house and you and you had a bunch of hair and then after yeah. <clears throat> and then you had your hair cuz like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, it was and it was supposed to be like this whole like, you know, re not reimagined, but like a different I mean, which is true because it, you know, more uh, I started doing more opportunities and stuff. But like, I don't know. I get what you're saying though. Like, like that the pandemic like allowed a lot of people to like reimagine themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody's kind of, yeah, yeah. Rebranded. Everybody's starting at the same level. Well, not the same level, but we're all kind of like just getting back. Some yeah. people are just getting back, and I'm just coming in, so it's like it's not as intimidating. It's a lot. It's an even playing field, to be honest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Everybody yeah. coming back outside, bro. You ain't been to no more mics than I've been to the last year and a half. Right, so, right. I definitely get it. I definitely get that shit. So yeah, I feel like that's I, when okay. all of us kind of came back. Yeah, because that's when I kind of hit the scene, like when it kind of lifted right before the pandemic. Then everything shut down in February. Well, February, March. So mm-hmm. it's like we all started off, had to start all over. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Like with y'all, it's like funny comedians, and I don't know if y'all ever noticed notice this, whatever, right? But like comedians, I think are funny. I get so happy when they come around. Like I do, like when I see Kadeem or when I see you, like you know what I'm saying. You can yeah, tell the difference yeah. in like the conversation I have with a motherfucker. I don't think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. you, you can tell. I know, like like y'all can tell, bro. Or like <laughs> I walk off in the middle of a conversation, like I got something to do, and just like. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Somebody calling me. Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> no phone ain't vibrate. Didn't light up nothing. You just walking away. Yeah, exactly. I think I left my fridge y'all over. Funny yo. as fuck. <laughs> like I, I, I used to be happy with like when everybody like first started coming back outside, mm-hmm. and like uh, seeing Kadeem again, like him do time, or like meeting Bobby, and like seeing Bobby like be funny. That was cool as fuck. Yeah, because I used to come to above the bar like all the time, like when I yeah. first started. And I bomb, think that's when everybody started great. getting close in our class. Like we had a motorhouse, but motorhouse. I feel like especially if you were new, people kind of had they they little. I don't want to say clicks, but like they all knew each other already. Yeah. I feel like uh, above the bar was like a fresh start for all of us. Yeah. So I got to see like you. I was like, "Oh, this nigga's nice." Like I remember your first jokes up there on that that bowling alley stage at the head above the bar. 
Bro, Bobby, Bobby, it used to be Bobby, Bobby, Adam Friesman, Roberto Reed, um, Ivan Martin was funny as fuck, mm-hmm. Jake Charmax, Law, yeah. I forget, so Mike Pilato would come out, Christian, Mike Pilato, it, it would be like, yeah. that would be like, that. that's like the above the bar group. Yeah, yeah, and it would be like, like pretty much, that's who you would see like damn near every Monday. Yeah, every Friday time, Monday, man. pulling up. And I lived, like, I lived at that time. I was walking distance. I was right off of, like, yeah, I 20, remember you telling 27th me Street. Oh, damn. I didn't even that close. Mm-hmm. So, that close. I, I'm, I'm interested to know, right? When you when you make this transition, right, boom. So, you try out, you try out uh, comedy, your birthday, you bomb, you hate it. You go back to rapping or whatever. And then the pandemic happens, you reset. Everybody on the even playing field. Have you, like... Have you ever thought about blending, like mixing the rapping and the comedy? I've thought about it, but like I don't think I would, just because like I don't want to get put in that. Yeah, you he think it's mean? corny. I can tell. I, I can tell he <laughs> think it's corny by the minute I asked that question, and he said, "Yeah." <laughs> like, <laughs> said, no, he not rock with that. No, he ain't gonna be no singer comedian. He didn't want to say it. But no, he like, it's, oh, no, it's not that. It's just that, like, like. I don't know. I like rapping. I don't do it as much anymore, but like, I really like, like the penmanship part and like the, I guess the craft, I don't know how else to say it, you know? Yeah. So then to put that with comedy, it's like, I would, I would probably, I'd be too neurotic. You know what I mean? Like I would be too focused on every word, every syllable. I get what like you're it, saying. You were overthinking. It would be fun. Yeah. yeah. You were overthinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Which like, kind of now that I think about it, you're, that you were a rapper, I was like, how your flow that you even write, like your story, like it always flows really well. Like even like your tag set up punch, like it flows really nicely. That's nice. something I definitely like have, have noticed about even before you told me you did music. Like, his flow is nice. It's like it takes you on a journey, then tag punch punch. It's like it's it's really nice. So Hey man, yeah. you get off stage, you get my high sixteen. <laughs> you guys all right? <laughs> you off the uh, stage uh, and then I come back as somebody else and just start rapping. <laughs> Bobby, have you seen um do you watch the show Rap Shit? No, I know. No, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, it's no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen. It. I think I think that's a show that uh, you would enjoy. It's yeah. a it's essentially uh, a dramedy. Uh huh. About it's the City Girls basically. It's uh Issa Rae yeah. did a show about the City Girls in their career, and oh, it's like a dramedy. It's like uh, insecure way. It's like it's serious, but it's funny as fuck in like an awkward way. And they okay, and they rap right. it. <laughs> Is it? Is that on? What's that on HBO or? It's on HBO. HBO. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Max, whatever they call it now. I don't know if you heard Kadeem. Unfortunately, uh, it got canceled. Yeah, I heard that, which sucks because they get rid of like so many black television shows. It's like it's bro, wild. it's a thread on Twitter. They got rid of uh fucking Southside rap shit. Uh, the Wonder Years, but I knew the Wonder Years was going to get canceled. No, and that's no shade to anybody on that show, but. That's back, that, the Wonder Years, they rebooted a show, right? Yeah. The Wonder Years came on TV. Like when back they in used the to back say in the hard back in the day, yeah. on the news. They used to be on the news calling <laughs> niggas. These niggas are running amok in LA. <laughs> Who's like, yeah. watching that show, bro? I'm sorry. Make All in the Family? It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, you can't do no black remake All in the Family. It's literally, I don't know if y'all used to watch that shit, but it's literally an episode of All in the Family where Archie Bunker's neighbors. Tries to get him to join the clan. <laughs> on some casual shit, bro. Like, 
Or some casual. Or just... some over dinner. Yeah, man, this meatloaf banging. So, you ready for that hood, cuz? What? <laughs> you trying to get jumped in? You trying to get jumped in? But it was like, wow. it is, it's so crazy, because like that's the only time that scene, the, the KKK presented in such in a negative light in the way that gangs in, in black neighborhoods are. And that's the funny part. It's the, it was an after-school special type episode. About the... <laughs> about the clan. So that's white, That's what the white people... Black people, you got to worry about joining the warlords. You watch Good Times? Yeah. Join the <laughs> warlords, the dragons. You get what I'm saying? Jay J get his ass no, by the, war, the, the warlords and shit. White people? Well, they had... Uh, they the they had Superman fighting the clan in one comic book. So he, they was, he was opping out the clan. Wait, so was... So was the Grand Wizard like had special powers or like he should have? <laughs> Superman is weak to magic. I'm just saying, <laughs> man, that is definitely one of Superman's weaknesses. Grand Wizard versus Superman, Goku yeah. might not beat him, but hey, yeah, Superman <laughs> lose to the Klansmen, I think the country would be in disarray. Like, but he said on Krypton, we got that Kryptonite. <laughs> on paper, he should lose to the Grand Wizard because he's weak to magic. Yeah, it's true. You know, uh, uh, you got a kryptonite. The clan's kryptonite. It's an extra K on the. Yeah, extra K. It's the fourth K on it. <laughs> a green K. <laughs> like yeah, the last K. K. It's green the lower K. case green K. They're like, oh no, it's the Grand Wizard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in Black Panther, right? In Black Panther, he had an enemy called the Hate Monger. And oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was essentially the uh, the cool class clan with a purple hood. <laughs> with a purple, he had a purple hood with an H on that bitch. The hate. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he had a, yo, it was big as shit. He let you know he ain't no niggas. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. Your biggest hater. Yeah, man, did his research on that one in the club. <laughs> You know, you know, I had a premise, right? That I, uh, I had a premise. I couldn't. I wrote it early on in my, uh, like when I started stand up, and I couldn't find the punch to it. But basically, it's like being a superhero during like the civil rights era, and like you trying to save somebody, and it's like nigger put me down. But I couldn't find the punch besides <laughs> nigger put me down. <laughs> like no matter what, he always ends up in jail at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Save these white the women and go into jail. His only weakness, fire hoses. No, that ain't funny. <laughs> the German <laughs> shepherds. Ooh, what if that's how you get his powers? He got bit by well, a German shepherd on ass. Martin Luther King. Now nah, he take the hose to the chest. He's like, ah, he the power. Niggas start like glowing and shit. Instead of the sun, yeah, you gotta re, yeah, you gotta take it back. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's Aqu- That's the new Aquaman. Then, <laughs> that's the new Aquaman. What are you see? I'm with it. Did you- did you see it? Did you guys see that? I would not. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. I'm, I can't. I didn't see it. I can't. I didn't see it. <laughs> I can't no. support no woman who's shitting on people's beds. Like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't watch it. You're sick. Nobody should make you so bad. You like, you know what? I'm shitting in this bed. Like, that's wild. I told my wife, I said, if you ever, we are getting a divorce immediately. You ain't gonna shit in this bed. You get it. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. So shitting in the bed is a deal breaker. That's the yeah, line. That's over. We're done. <laughs> that's your line. There's no returning. You can wash the seats, but you can't wash this out of my memory. Like get out yeah. of here. <laughs> the baby don't even do that. You, you're gross. You thought about that. 
uh, wait, like, I don't know. Like I heard about the shit in the bed, but was it like on the top blanket, or was it like you lifted? You were like, all right, I'm yeah, getting I it. Lifted, I think he lifted it. He peeled it back. Uh, on, you, we, so on the mattress, not the sheets. You're it was like, nothing. Take it the was cover like cover off to get in bed. It's just yes, like, no, nah, because oh uh, no, nah. because the, the stretchy sheet that's thin. That's what the juice is off of it. Going, going, leave a stain, brother. Uh, that's nah. bad, then. I'm mad. Oh man, that's because you know it's the angry shit, so it don't got time to like to like come out and make the little swirl. It just yeah, but like, yeah. She's probably a vegan, so it was like just little deer pellets. Just like, <laughs> like, like what you eating, cocoa puffs? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. So Bobby, well, speaking of shitting, shitting the bed, right? Uh. <laughs> I want to know, right? What has been your worst bomb on stage? Worst bomb? Worst bomb. Uh, I was at um, I was doing like two. I was doing like two shows at Church of Satire, and then oh no, wait, no lies, lies. Do you? I don't know. There was the guy that used to put on shows in Baltimore, uh, like something Ben's worst or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was his first show that he did at that marketplace. Okay. And he was like, all right, you're going to do time. I was like, cool. And I think I may have been doing it for like six months. So, you know, I'm like, all right, I got five. Yeah. And then I got there and he was like, you, you're doing 15. Nah. I'm and sorry. I had like five to 15 when you just started yeah, out. Yeah, when I just crazy. started. And like uh, one of my friends that came, like came out with her like boyfriend and like her two friends. And I just bombed, bro. Like, I bombed. Because I was so panicked about the 15 that I didn't yeah. even do my five right. So I just did no good jokes. Damn. <laughs> I had a producer do that. Somebody did that to me. They was like, uh, I wasn't on the show. My other homie was. Kadeem, uh, Kyrie. So he was doing the show. The producer yeah. was like, oh, surprise. You on the show? I was like, nigga, don't hit me with surprise. You do it with 20 minutes. Like, bro, I'm, I was six months into I was like, bro, I got 10 maybe. Like, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> bro, it's so much nah. wrong with that because it's like, it's like one niggas is putting y'all in these spots that they should pay for that amount of time, but they know that niggas so new in a stand up. You were six months in, Kadeem, you six months in, bro. Like niggas, like they 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 predators almost. It's like, yeah, I know you want time. They know niggas <laughs> hungry for time, so they not realizing like, oh, they ain't gonna charge me for that shit. Yeah, but that's that's you don't know any better. That's yeah. crazy. So so your friend brought her nigga. And mm-hmm. two other friends. Were yep. they females? Mm-hmm. So you messed... Okay, so let's just let's just put this in perspective. How bad this bomb was, right? Oh, the bomb was bad, but I'm Warren Moon, right? I got the most fumbles recovered, <laughs> dog. So it was not... <laughs> you did what? I said, I'm Warren Moon. I got the most fumbles recovered. So that part was... But it was... Yeah, it was... I didn't know what to do after five minutes. I just started, like, talking to people, but I wasn't making jokes. You know, it was just like, all right, now I'm up here for 15 minutes. And I would try to make a joke, and people were like, "What was that?" <laughs> so, so now the nigga looking at you like, well, "I ain't got to worry about this nigga. He, he ain't funny. He can't fuck mm-hmm. my bitch." Mm-hmm. So now you, he has no worries about you at all. The yep. other two women, you, that pussy dry. You ain't, you ain't let me the last snicker giggle or nothing. Like nothing, bro. Nothing. I think I might have got like one chuckle in fifteen minutes, but it was Oof. brutal. And it, and that was because I said, "How much more time I got?" <laughs> oh, you know you when you say that. And he was like, yo, you, you still got you 10 minutes left, bro. Huh? I said, you know you bomb. You said, nigga said, yeah, how much time I got left? Oh, hey, where the host at? Yeah, where the host yeah. 
He's like, you still got 10 minutes. I'm like, all right. Uh, y'all ever been to the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> Niggas. Yeah. yeah, it was my, bad. Uh, my worst bomb was um, at Reverb. It's, I don't know if you know where that's at, but it's on Charles, probably like two blocks up from... Uh... It's like a basement like spot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never been, place. but I've heard of it. Yeah. So, But it's, really, it's a really dope room. If you put a comedy show in there, they don't do comedy shows in there no more. The acoustic's crazy. Mm. First time I did it, a comedian dropped out. I went from 10 minutes to like 15, 20. Mm -hmm. I murdered off crowd work. Geeking on the bitch. Everybody high. Yeah. Like, yeah, come back and headline. Nigga, I've been doing stand-up for six months. Why am I your headline? Bro. It is one of them shows like, yeah, you, you know, you sell the tickets. Keep X amount of money. Boom. I'm selling the tickets. I packed the bitch out. Right? I get there. I done sold out half the room. The other half is like people that came to see the show. Man, I'm on stage. I'm headline. I'm doing my jokes. I make one one punchline about like, yeah, uh, I like watching. Uh, you got to watch what you watch when you're having sex. I was watching Monsters, Inc. And before I came, I yelled out 2319. That was the punchline. But nobody laughed. Yeah. So in the silence, the nigga like, I like watching Wild and Out when I had sex. So I make a joke about him. Right? Uh -huh. Boom. I make the joke about him. His girl say something, make a joke about her. But I'm so new, I don't know how to transition back into my set, Bobby. I don't oh. know how to go back into my work, my, you know, my, my yeah. actual work. Nigga, it's like a, a moment of silence not out of nowhere. The nigga I first started with goes, why your shoes look like you got type 2 diabetes? <laughs> he Bobby, crushed. He crushed. When Man, I when the heck of a small room, Bobby. So it's the last a bouncer. Even the niggas I came with cracking the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just standing there. I don't know what to say. I can't. I tried to say something back. Niggas couldn't hear me over the laughs, bro. Yeah. I got a yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to hang it up. All right, yo. Good night. Yeah, it was great. No, no. I tried to recover, right? So I tried to roll back into the joke where it's talking about, I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, Y'all from Oviso, West here. They like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't mess with West Side Girls. Whole little couple date group, all them boo, cause they all from over west. I'm like, all right, y'all, yeah. y'all have a nice night. My name Kyrie. Man, <laughs> I'm glad you do it with the concede. Like you gotta, you gotta <laughs> fold, man, bro. <laughs> you know how bad? You know how I know I did bad, bro. They did an interview with me after the show, a little media team or whatever, right? They record me and shit. Niggas walking through my interview, like fuck, like Damn. walking in between my interview. Other niggas, they stepping around in my bag. You was funny. Me, they just kept walking. Maybe. I'm like, damn, bro. No respect. <laughs> so what? So we talked about some lows. What were some uh some high moments in your in your comedy? Like, dang, I, I crushed, or another oh, yeah. opportunity presented itself. Um, let me see. Like, I think the the first time I got to do the improv, I got to do the guest spot. Yeah. Like I was, was like, all right, that was just uh, the open mic. Oh, Michael. Okay. I, I had been like, up, like you know, sending tape in for like months, like probably a year, honestly. And then I finally got to do the guest spot. And afterwards, they like emailed me and was like, "Hey, we want you to come do an actual spot." And I was like, "Let's go!" You know, I was pumped about that. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good feeling. That's dope, yo. Yeah, that was a good spot. And then, but like doing like shows, like I used to host a lot um, at this place in like Fed Hill. I think it was Fed Hill called uh, Delia Foley's. And uh, like nobody was having a good set that night. You brought like, the crowd back? 
Yeah, Ron. I was like, I was like, all right, this is yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I, I can tell by the smile on your face, you really felt like, yeah, bro, I did that shit. Yeah, I was like, I did. That was me, right? That's there. when you yeah. saved the show. I saved the team. show, bro. Yeah, you know, you hosting. It's not about you. It's about the show. You know. So. Yeah. I was. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. A conversation with uh, a bunch yeah. of new comedians. Yeah, I want to make sure I remember their names correctly. They sound like uh, cartoon characters. Teddy Gooch, Gooch, right? Don't that just sound like a Nickelodeon cartoon? <laughs> Teddy and Eddie. Back, after, after Avatar The Last Airbender, it's Teddy, Eddie, and Gooch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Gooch, yeah. But yeah, I was yeah. talking to them, and I was saying how like the, the host is supposed to be like the... You're the, the um, point guard. You're supposed to set the other comedians up to win. Like, anytime it's killing, like, that energy's up in the room. You're supposed to alley-oop that shit to the next mm -hmm. comedian. Yeah. And if somebody, like, does a really good set, try to find a way to not, like kill the momentum but it like maybe boy just pick it back up like all yeah. your job as host is only to carry the energy you're not supposed mm -hmm. to try to kill yeah there are people, people trying to do a joke in between like Oof. bro i hate host liners like they piss me <laughs> off bro. yeah like you want to do a five ten minute set between every comedian like mm -hmm. like why are you doing that you had your time up top now relax and now you're bringing the whole room down with them trash jokes you're trying to do trash, in between. Oh my, exactly. you know the ones that kill me before I bring up your next comedian, no. before I bring up the next comic, no, nigga, please bring me up immediately. Yeah, just bring me up. It's a, yeah, couple, it's, yo, it's a couple comedians you got to tap on their shoulder before they go on stage. Hey, cuz, bring me right up. <laughs> right up. Don't do nothing. Right up. Bring me right up. Don't play. One second. <laughs> oh, man. What, what about you, Kadeem? Do you have, like, any, like, memorable moments, man? I think, well, it's a couple. I think it was one after my... My best friend had died. I did a set. It was uh, it was called the Black Tie Fair. So it was like the radio was there and everything. Like the dude was like, "Hey, one of them shows." I thought I was doing five to ten. He's like, "Hey, man, you gotta do like probably twenty because it was a third guy on the show <laughs> in Illinois. But he got arrested because he was speeding to the show." I said, "Ain't that some shit?" I said, "Bro, we gotta do how much time?" So I ended up doing it. Did a little bit of crowd work, but then I got like really into my storytelling and like. I said, I damn near got a standing ovation. That was like eight months into comedy. So nice. I was like, oh shit, all right. That was, this something. Then the improv, um, I remember, the, I ain't gonna say the manager's name because I don't want people bombarding him. But he came to me after one of the show. He was like, yo, I'm really a fan of your work. He was like, you're really good. We want to have you back. And then I got the showcase. Then after that, I ain't hear from him no more. So maybe he's not a fan anymore. I don't <laughs> know what happened. <laughs> But yeah, just that. Don't tell, and then just seeing probably some of my, how my material translates to other cities now, mm -hmm. and that makes me know that what I'm doing better, but also a testament to our scene, like yeah. DMV Baltimore. It's like okay, we we really doing good. Like we're doing something right. Because uh, Atlanta was great, Chicago was great, uh, Pennsylvania was great. All them places have been good. So I was like, all right, we we doing. I think we're on the right path. Like our mm. our crew of people. Like I think we're really good. Nick Oka was telling me about that in uh, Austin. He was like, nah, he was like, you could tell who's been doing it and who hasn't. He was like, he he was up there. And I was like, well, you're funny anyway, but still. Like, that's good to know that our our group of peers, like, we were really rocking it out out here. So, Yeah, most definitely that. I, uh, when we was in Atlanta, like, I think it's dope. Like, uh, we got to go to so many different cities together. Like, I like I like when, like, we get to travel, like, more than just, like, one of us. Yeah, like, it is fun when you get to go to a different with like people that you know that also yeah, do like the one like we get to do big shows with like mm -hmm. people we've been doing mics with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always 
that's always like so much fun. Makes the show more fun to me. It makes the show yeah. better. Well, that was like when we were at the improv, Kyrie, and you, it was like me, you. I don't know who else. I think maybe Justo, Benny. Like it was yeah, some other people. Yeah, we were like pictures and shit, and just like yeah, we were all in the back room. Yeah, we were all. Yeah, you got that picture. Yeah, that was. I was like, that's that was probably one of the most fun green room hangs ever, though. Right, like Like, being out of state would be the the one where it's like everybody just hanging out. Yo, you about to go Mm -hmm. kill that shit next year? Do your thing, like. Yeah, exactly. I still got that picture too. Hmm. Is that the night I ran the uh, light? No, that's not the night. That's not the night you ran the light. <laughs> no, <laughs> this nigga did fifteen minutes for a five minute set. Like, hey, bro, I'm gonna get this feature one way or another. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Yo, Kyrie not coming back after this." You know that, right? Like, he's done. He's cooked. And I did the next three. That's the craziest shit to me, bro. Like, they put me on the next three, like straight, like. That's because you oh, didn't bro. bomb. If you bombed, yeah. they would have had your ass back. They're like, hey, "You're yeah. done." That's true. I yeah, know running like and bombing is like that's psycho behavior, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's you're a, you're a villain at that point, sir. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> I'm about to bring all this, about to bring all this energy down and take y'all yeah. time too. Is the nasty. comedic kamikaze, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Fam did a solid fifty. They they I've never seen the backlights turn on before. I've never seen bro, it. it was a bright red. They're like a scoreboard, my nigga. I was like, all right, that must be my ex. So I'm a holler, y'all. <laughs> nah, Kyrie, they did that joint like two, three times. I, I wanted to light you myself, like nigga, get off stage, but I want to throw you off. Nah, bro, I knew, I knew like something was wrong when I walked back, and everybody was standing right there, like with this big shit eating grin, like, hey, you know you fucked up, right? <laughs> you know, Kyrie, you what did up, I right? do? I don't. <laughs> Yo, Pilata, I got off stage. Pilata, like, okay, here, Lana. I'm like. I don't. I don't understand the reference. What happened? That's what Q boy said that. too. He said he's making a statement tonight. I oh said, my god! He made oh, it ten not... times worse. <laughs> yo, yo, he made it ten times worse. I was like, everybody else is like, like making like jokes or whatever. Right? Everybody was making jokes. So in my head, I'm like, damn, did I really go over my time? And I think the dean was sitting down on the side, and I went and asked yeah, the dean. Mr. Q boy. Like, yeah, yeah, he was sitting with Q boy. The dean was like, yeah, yeah, no, you blew that shit, like. You went way past your time, but you killed that shit, so you good. Or whatever, right? You should be yeah. good. So I'm like, cool. And here go Q-Boy. I thought you were making a stand. I'm like, what, what are you? <laughs> He's like, you are fighting the power. I'm like, yeah, nah. Let me go find this nigga Antoine immediately and let him know I didn't do this. Hey, cuz, are we good? Yo, my this bad, my bad, my bad. This is not Wakanda. <laughs> nigga ran the light by 10 this, minutes. This, this is wild. brother. I'm good. That's funny. He's like, yo, you, there's three, there's two other people on this show that aren't going to be good. So I just did their fives for them. It's fine. I mean, if we, if we count the average, Bobby, let's be honest. <laughs> it's always one person. I, I say it's always at least one person that eats a dick at the. Uh, the and when they do the, the showcase. Oh, I see the person It's always Bob. one. It's just one. Mm hmm. Like I everybody see somebody else usually do okay to to like great. Yeah, like this it's one that's like. Oh yeah, they, they shit the I bed. Like, I, I like I like seeing what get out of here. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I like uh, I like seeing uh, I like I like seeing people bomb, but not in like a hating way, but just because like it's just like it happens to it's everybody. It's like secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. It's like ah. Uh, it's like oh, watching The Office. Oh, you see bro. Michael Scott. It's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yes, yes. So, oh, okay, no. I have, I have, I have a question for both of y'all, right? Because I, I recently, I recently seen a bomb, 
and it was terrible. It was at McGooby's. Like I, re- it was so bad. I recorded that shit. Like, <laughs> like bro, oh, that he's one. making his punches, <laughs> and you hit. Have you ever heard McGooby's dead ass silent? <laughs> McGooby's. I've never heard McGooby silent. Ever. Was silent, like, Jeez. bro. I got listen. I got the video. We watching, but this is my thing. <laughs> what has been the worst bomb you've seen live? And I and and we're not trying to be like messy or shady. So, like, right, right, right. if you don't want to say the comedian's name, then just don't say his name. Right. But, like, yeah, you know, in a, just in good fun, what has been the worst bomb you've seen? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I did, uh, I did, what was, uh, 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 dang, bro, I, I hate when I can't remember that night. Mike B. Mike uh-huh. up in D.C. Mike, and who's the, who's the guy with the glasses? Uh, D, huh? Uh, is it D? Is it D? No, not D. Ahmed. Uh, it's another one. He a black guy. Glasses. Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, yeah. So Brandon. they they had a mic. Uh, shenanigans. They they might they had a shenanigans. I went up there to do shenanigans, and you had mentioned Michael <laughs> Scott. This guy came and he brought all his employees with him. Like this oh. shit was like straight out of an episode of The Office. He went up one comedian before me. When I say this man said every racial slur, he said, man, when I say he advocated, why can't I say the F word? You mad if I call you an F word? And you, sh- brother, when I say, like, he was, these, at one point he said, I don't give a F. These are my employees. They got to be here or they'll get fired. Dang. Oh, dang. Like, Bro, he's one he, of those. How do you walk? You know, when you walk the crowd, people get mad, they're leaving or whatever. He's walking his own. Employees, employees yeah. fired over listening to this. Like, bro, it was terrible. Like, That's brutal, man. Terrible. Oof. Shit. Hate to see it. I would say that one. at Nottingham's, I've seen <laughs> some pretty good bombs at Nottingham's. Yeah. Like, there was the one guy, uh, he would always do a bit about, like, something about, like, the, like, how some stories in the Bible aren't true or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had like he had like this like like he had like the uh the Amish like the means, yeah. but he's like I'm he's not Amish and like he just nobody was laughing. Is he white? Like, yeah, it was a white. I don't I know, know. I don't know his name. It's kind of like really tall, right? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know his name either. And like he was just bombing, and everybody was just like, "What is happening?" But you, if you were to see him like through the mirror, you'd be like, "Oh, he's killing right now." But nobody. <laughs> Like he was doing the act outs and like everything, and everybody was just like, "What is happening, bro?" Oh, oh, that's oh, that's rough. That's yeah, and then he goes, and then yeah, because he like goes through like all the different type of white. He was a white guy. All the different types of white people that exist. He's like, "You got Mediterranean." He tried to put it to like a school of rock song type thing, and like, like what is no? What is this? No. <laughs> what about you, Gideon? What's the worst bomb you've seen live? Oh. I think the worst one I seen it was at the improv not too long ago. It, it got silent. Like it was all high. Silent? Oh, yeah, it got quiet. Baltimore, they're silent. Like I feel like this person was going, You ever seen that episode of SNL when Ashley Simpson was singing and her voice wouldn't match and she kind of yeah. did a little shimmy dance? That's what that shit damn near was. <laughs> I was like, girl, I was like, yo, like I, I, that was a bad one. That was rough. Yeah. Like I felt bad for her. <laughs> Like, if I see somebody bomb and I feel bad for you, it's like, 
Dog, I don't even want to go up no more. This shit is like depressing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and then you know one time I when I bombed, that, that was probably one of the worst. It was like my first one, it was like, you know, you have your first five minutes, it's killing. So I was like, I'm going to try a new five. Mm. Yeah, that shit didn't work, bro. That just, Why that boy, I feel like everybody ends. bombed that after that. Five? Everybody bombed. <laughs> I'm about the yo, whole the room down there. Yeah, you took like, everybody, was like, we don't trust anybody anymore. Yeah, because it was, so was like, yo, we never five. seen Khadim bomb before. And I was, boy, that shit was. Woo, you would have thought we was in Nagasaki with how that shit blew up. <laughs> I wiped the map out. <laughs> I said, and damn, niggas got vaporized on stage. That was rough. <laughs> I said, I learned quick the first bomb, like like Bobby said, like after your first bomb, bro, it's like you really just look at the world different. You're like, yeah, fuck this, like yeah. But that's like I I needed that though. I needed. I had. I was. You know, I knew as a new comedian, sometimes you be killing it. You get on your high horse a little bit, but oh, I'm crushing my five minutes. Boy, that second five was rough. I reevaluated my life. I was like, I don't want to do comedy no more after this. It was, woo. Long, quiet car ride home. Oh, that bro. was a nasty car ride. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was gross. Yeah. I hate like bomb when you're not home because then you drive home. You're like, I don't even want to roll the windows down now. <laughs> you're like, I don't deserve fresh air. I'm terrible. I put my phone on silent. Don't call me, bro. I'm just. Don't listen. No, don't never listen. Don't listen to, to no music. <laughs> uh, what was that? It was George Wallace, uh, the comedian. He said he bombed so bad. He was like, I bombed so bad I thought about driving off the Brooklyn Bridge. I said, damn, nigga, how bad did you bomb? The Brooklyn Bridge? <laughs> bro, it'd be some bombs out here, bro. It'd be comedians, yeah. it'd be comedians that show up to every show and just bomb. Yeah, that's different. Like, I don't know if that's like, do they think that one day they'll get better or is it just lack of self-awareness? Like, I feel like lack sure. of self-awareness sometimes. I think it Free, is. Uh, Pre-pandemic, it was a group of comedians we would, like, call the Bomb Squad. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was like... <laughs> yeah, and it was like... They was cool, but it's like, bro, you're never getting a good set out of it. Like, yeah. Every show they show up to, it's just, it becomes the proving grounds, bro. It's just, it's just bombs getting dropped left and right. Bomb Squad is sick. <laughs> That's a sick, sick gang to be a part of. Bomb squad. You think yeah, it's... you got to show up in your hurt locker suit, like no. Which is be protected. <laughs> like, but like, I don't think this. How can I put it? Nowadays, right pre pandemic, that was like that could be funny. Like, you know, you call in the group of comedians. So you know, that's the bomb squad. They show. Up. Now I feel like everybody, and I'm not. And now I'm not jumping on a you know people too sensitive train or whatever. But it's like I feel like now it's like a. That that wouldn't like people would take that like to heart. Yeah, I mean there is there is a level of I think like people are too sensitive for too much ego. However you want to phrase it, like yeah, like what I've been doing. I'm talking about like the fans. I'm talking about like comedians, like other comedians. Yeah, yeah. Because some comedians know they had a bad set, but you can't tell them because then it's like a it's like it don't mean you suck. It just means you had a bad set. Everybody has get a miss, my nigga. Everybody has. What I like, what we do, like me and like a couple other like other comics, like we like we'll do like if it's not a good set, you know, how you, you get off the stage, you like your good set, fist bump. Yeah. Like we'll do, we'll still do the fist bump. We go bad set, bad set. Like it was just. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like as a comedian, you should know if you had a bad set. Yeah, you heard that like, audience? Right. They didn't laugh like that. 
Your punches <laughs> didn't work. You, yo, if I had a bad set, don't, don't even say nothing to me. Just say, all right, yeah, all right, keep it up. All right. <laughs> keep it up, bro. Thing, bro. I see where right. you're going, but work on that. Like, that's fine. I'd rather you say that than be like, good job. You heard that audience was quiet. Like, don't lie to yeah, me. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm quick to blame like, myself before like, I blame uh, the audience. Same. I same. thought with Kadeem, it's like, it's like niggas honest with each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it's like, all right, yeah, that shit was cool, cool. But it was ass, hey, bro. Throw that shit away. That's, I mean, but that's how you get better. That's the one thing that, like, yeah, that's like a kind of, you like, you know, you, I don't know if you saw the Patrice O'Neill, like, doc or whatever, how they were talking about how they just, like, gave each other so much shit. But that, but look at where they are now. You but know? That's, exactly. how, that's how it is. Like, you got to be able to, like, I feel like you have to be able to, like, not only hold each other accountable, but you got to be able to, like, fuck with each other. Like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, you ate a dick, my nigga. Like, that shit was ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. But in the same breath, you might give a nigga a tag or something. Like, hey, try that shit out. It might work. Like, and I got that's what's so great about our like, hey, bro, that shit was ass. Like, mm-hmm. like now you now it's like you can't you can't tell them you can't tell them their set was terrible because it's like oh no nah, that was you feel me now I, I got some last no you didn't bro no you didn't yeah there's yeah, there's one guy I won't say his name but there's this one guy. Even to this day, he all oh, he'll be like, "Yo, I crushed," and I've never seen him crush. Never. And I'm I like, "How do you crush never. when I'm not never there?" And he says <laughs> it all the time. Yeah, I'm never there. Like, how is that possible, bro? Like, statistically, you would have had to crush at least one time. We're on so many shows together. It yeah. never happens, bro. I think I know you talking. I think I know you talking. <laughs> you be like, "I fucking murdered." No, you didn't. You didn't. Everyone's <laughs> alive, sir. They're walking out of here, <laughs> hands high. If anything, everybody finished their drinks in their five minutes because they were just like, oh, shit. Let me hurry up and get about it here. <laughs> so, so, okay, right? It's clear that you're, like, involved in the scene. Like, you have a good knowledge of the scene. You know, what's going on? You've been on a lot of shows, hosting. You know what I'm saying? You had your ups, your downs, and stuff like that. So, for you to be so active as a comedian, right? How do you... What are some hardships you feel as though you face so far being... Uh, both a comedian and a father. Man, it's it's tough, bro. Like that part is like the hardest part, like to me, because it's like I want to, you know, my daughter's eleven now, mm-hmm. so I want to like be there. It's like all this stuff is going on. She's got like, starting to first first school dance, or like, you know, all that stuff that comes with like growing up. But <laughs> so like the way I gauge it is like if I'm not doing good and if i'm doing too good in comedy then i know i'm i'm wilding on this side you know and if i'm doing huh. like if i'm like doing too bad in comedy yeah. then that means i'm doing good on this side you know that's like, crazy like it's it's kind of like it's like i'm always trying to find the balance between the two you know because i see you know i see my daughter like usually like on the weekends but then you know facetime during the week and like so i'll just be able to do like you know send pictures or text her or call her throughout the week. So even though I don't necessarily see her in person because she lives like an hour away, yeah. it's still like, we live in an age of community, like technology. So right. there's no reason for me, even though I can't physically be there to still not be in like contact. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a shit. Talk- you look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I like text her, like when I do shows, I'll send her pictures. Like, you know, like I was at the show last night, I was sending her pictures, you know, she's in Tennessee with her mom right now, you know, mm-hmm. like we you know, she's my kid, but I, I try to approach it like, you know, in terms of that, like she was like a, a good friend in that regard, you know, where it's like, you always text your homies, you know what I mean? You always text That's them random right, stuff. Like, yeah, like, 
You I know, mean, you're like, yo, you know, I was just daughter, thinking of this. You cool. You the homeboy. <laughs> yeah, like, you think of, like, some <laughs> random thing, and then I'll just, like, text her about it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, You know what I mean? Like, so that. But then I think that does help when we do get to spend time together. Because it's not like we didn't talk for a whole week, and, yeah. then, and then I'm here. It's like, no, we've been talking every day. I'm just finally getting to hang. We finally getting to hang out, you know? So, okay. I like that, that approach. That's actually a really great way to do that. Yeah, I think a lot of that you are right. They just, I don't see my kid all week. Hey, I got you Friday and Sunday, and mm-hmm. I really don't have a relationship without you outside them other five days. So yeah, that's yeah. I like that because there's like so much stuff that goes on in the day to day that I I know I miss out on because you know I'm not there. But it's like just because of that doesn't mean that I shouldn't do my part to like talk to her, you know, or like because I mean my dad was we didn't my parents weren't together growing up, you know, and we didn't have technology in that regard so it was like i don't want to do that whole like my dad would like you know while while you have a phone you could call me and i'm like nah. i'm like nigga you're the adult <laughs> you're what the, the fuck are you yeah, talking bro. about call what me what do you mean like i'm about to go play on the pogo stick call what so I don't want to be that. Like kind your of priorities dad, you know? are in a di- like clearly your priorities are in a different place, my nigga. You're five. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember the phone number. You want me to? Niggas is crazy. <laughs> you want me to? And that's yo. And, and and like that's the crazy part, right? About like uh, uh, absent parents or whatever. They want. They feel like it's the kids' job to reach out to them. And uh, I can I can relate to you in that aspect because like that's how my dad, my biological dad, was with mm-hmm. me. They, his exact words, right? Because I asked him uh, one day, um, why wasn't he like a there, a dad? He goes, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, y'all like y'all ain't fuck with me, so I just kept it moving." And my exact words mm-hmm. were, "Nigga, we were seven. What? <laughs> what? Like right? Like <laughs> nigga, I don't even have the same color every day when I'm seven. And you what? Yo, parent, yo, niggas be wild. Yeah, definitely wild." Yeah. Not so much uh break, but it's more of something you don't want to happen in your relationship with you and your dad's yeah. relationship. And I think that's pretty dope, man. I mean, I so, I'll, I'll like talk to I'll talk to my daughter, like my her name's Marley. <clears throat> Marley. I'll talk to Marley about like, you know, like hey, I'll let her know. Like I don't just be like, oh, by the way, I'm about to leave to do a show tonight, you know, or something. I'll be yeah. like, hey, next week. I like to try to like just give her the respect, that even though she's a kid, still give her that like courtesy of like okay this is what's coming up so that it's not like you get because nobody wants to be blindsided regardless of age you know you know what's crazy bobby (laughs) my daughter actually just said that to me yeah my six-year-old daughter just uh she just said she don't like she don't like well she said to my girlfriend she don't like when she don't know that i have a show and i just Mm -hmm. end up and go to a show she liked to know ahead of time Mm -hmm. and and it's dope it's dope and you say that bro you have a you have a very uh, your your perspective. Uh, it tends to be you know what's best for your daughter, yeah, from what I'm catching. What I'm catching, whatever's best for you, you know your daughter. Yeah, I mean, because that's you know at the end of the day, that's what matters for most, right? Is like our kids, right? Like, stand up and stuff is cool, but you know, at the end of, to me, at the end of the day, it's her. You know, like yeah, if I if I blow, you know, that'd be nice. You know, if that happens, but like if that first thing I'm gonna do is like be like, all right, time to go to court. <laughs> You know, like that's funny. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, because that's my number one priority in my life. You know, it's like my kid. kid having. How can I have her around as much as possible? You know, if I had like, I don't really like, have a girlfriend. I mean, you know, talking to a girl, or whatever, but not in a way where she could be watching my kid. You know, 
Yeah. But it's like that would be nice to like come home after the show and my kid is already here. That's the ideal scenario. Yeah, no, no, and I and I definitely feel that, brother. I I, man, I definitely boy, I feel that shit in my soul. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you said you had said something uh, when we had first asked about the balance. You were Mm -hmm. saying you feel like you know when you're doing good in stand up, you must not be doing good in parenting wise because when you're doing doing good parenting wise, it means that you're doing bad in stand up, and uh. I, will, I hope after this conversation, my nigga, like you really look at it like you can be doing good in both. Because mm-hmm. like I also like I also had the moments where I felt like, all right, I'm on a run right now. That mean I gotta be fucking, fucking up, up now. And I start right, and then you start overcompensating because you feel as though in order for you to be successful, that must be that you're you know you're taking the time away from y'all. But you gotta mm-hmm. remember one, one brother, you're doing it so you can have a better life. You and her can have a better life. And then two, you can be a good dad and be a good comedian, brother. It's possible. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you've been at shows where my daughter's in the green room. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? You've been mm-hmm. at shows where you see, we've both been on FaceTime with our kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can be a good comedian, <laughs> brother, and be a good dad, bro. Like, like I, like, like take that. Like, I, that's one thing I really want you to take in, my nigga, because you funny as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I told you, like, anytime we on the show together, bro, I'm always coming up to you at the, well, that was, you know, woo, wop, we always had good stuff, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, like, you funny as fuck, bro. You can, you can be a good comedian and get that, brother. I appreciate you that. you are there already. Like, I've definitely yeah, seen like, you, uh, I think it was your daughter's birthday last year. I remember you turned out the show. I was like, yo, I got to, I'm with my daughter this weekend for her birthday. So, I was like, and I I think it was uh the show we did in, in Hanover. I think I hit you up. That day, you was like, "No, I got my daughter this weekend. It's her birthday." I was like, "All right, shit, bro, do what you got to do." Like, so you're you're oh, yeah, a great yeah, guy. I remember that. Yeah, the fact that you turned out a show to spend time with your kid, regardless if it's big or small, like that says a lot about your character. So that's why I respect you. That's why I, I definitely had to have you on this show, well, our show, because like you're you're phenomenal. I really like being around you as like a person in general. So and, this is why, and this it's is always why a good hang, man. Duality exists because he got you on because you're a great dad. Right, yeah. me. Like, he believed that. that part He's out. Hilarious. <laughs> He's like, you know, you're a comedian, but you're a great dad. But you're a comedian, but you're a great you dad. <laughs> he said, he left all that out." <laughs> like if you, if we've been on the show and you the bond, Kadeem like, look, man, you spend time with this kid. Like, I don't want none of that. Nothing <laughs> is trash. Don't put him. He's supposed to be a good dad. <laughs> Yeah, you ball. He's like, oh, you've been spending more time with your kid. I see. <laughs> that makes sense, nigga. That makes sense, nigga. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, like, just by nature, I'm just an overthinker. I always like, I don't know how else to say it. I always say like, I feel like I'm like, like I'm like Seinfeld on the outside, but Costanza on the inside. You know what I mean? Like, ha ha, funny like, all the time. But on the inside, I'm just like, oh shit, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Like, I'm always worried about stuff internally, you know. But on the outside, you know, there's no time for fear. You know, you got to do it or don't do it. You know? Yeah. That's it's facts. so wild how like, damn, that's crazy. I also feel like that. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I can definitely like relate to that shit. One thing I can't say though, bro, is like. There's no blueprint. It's no like. It's no finish line. Like your life is just your life, my nigga. You supposed to just go out, live that shit. Yeah, and try to All figure it out. Panic still gonna be there because I ain't even fix that shit. But just like well, you can't let that stop you from living your life. 
Well, I mean, how do you, like how do y'all you know handle that like being dads also? I mean, because you guys are like out of state and stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> Carly, you want to go first? I'll let you go first. I'll let you, you go first. Right, right. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, like, like I don't know. I feel like me and Kadeem, uh One, me and Kadeem talk a lot. Mm. Um, I honestly, that is something that helps because it's like it's good to like have like a, a homie that's also like a good dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like uh, me and Kadeem, like we also like. I also have people around me that'll hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if I'm fucking up, then it's like they'll be able to say like, uh, my girlfriend uh, will pull me to say, hey, you know, you fussing at a little too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or right, you, you, you know, this situation don't cause for you to raise your voice. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Or uh, it's even been times I've been out, you know, at the the family function. Or whatever, and my brother, uh, like she, I don't know, she grabbing the soda, and my brother, like, oh no, no, get a juice, something small like that. Mm-hmm. I have a village, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have a village of, of not just people that hold me accountable, but people that love my child, people that like, uh, she has her own relationship with, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I have a cousin, I have a little cousin, and it's it's so funny to me. We so far, we so separate in age, but like we we all grew up together, like you know, spending time over each other's house, stuff like that. She's more mm-hmm. like my little sister age. And my little sister loves hanging out with her. I mean, my daughter loves hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, that's so, but that's the relationship she built without, it wasn't like, because uh, she's seen that pretty, fam, you know, plenty of family functions or whatever. Yeah. But that comes from her hanging out at my mom's house mm-hmm. and my cousin being up there and like they had their own relationship. And that's someone that's in my village and she builds these loving relationships Whereas, like, when it comes time for, like you said, these out-of-state shows, uh, you know, I can call, you know, I can call her mom, hey, you think we can work something out? Uh, I yeah. can, you know, I can ask my girlfriend, you know, she, you know, keep her, she can go to my mom's house. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I have, yeah. like, I feel like that's the best way to explain how I am able to be, like, a good comedian and a good dad is because, like, I'm a firm believer. I can't do this shit by myself. Thanks. The podcast, Kadeem, yep. I, you know, Kadeem does most of the editing for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? The podcast wouldn't happen without Kadeem. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate it. wouldn't shows. happen without both of us because I wouldn't have nobody else to talk to. <laughs> but <I'm> saying, <laughs> the one like, black dad podcast. It's just a failure. It's not episode three. <laughs> you you didn't beat no statistics. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I'm saying to say, like, I, I, I couldn't do this without having that village. And the village has different huts. The huts mm-hmm. got different tribes, you get what I'm saying? But it's all a village that helps maintain. You dig what I'm saying? Even even as far as like the producers I work with that help me get these shows out of state and help me sell these tickets so I don't have to go out there and 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 have to uh uh bark yeah. all the way out in Pittsburgh, you get what I'm saying? And I can mm-hmm. or even to her mom, like who help you know, we work together on a schedule that works best not just for us but for our daughter as well. Yeah, yeah. It's all one village. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a role they play inside the village for real for me. Mm. And that's that's the best way I gotta do that. And I smoke weed. That's that's <laughs> that I have a great village yeah. and I smoke weed. Oh, and I just started drawing again. Oh, that's nice. pretty fucking relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, for me it's just more so uh, you know, sometimes if it's out of state and I've had family there, like I'll bring my wife and son with me. So it's like hey, you can chill with the family, you can hang with your cousins. Um mm. even sometimes like like, I'm thinking how Bobby is. I turn down shows sometimes. Like, I had a show in Chicago. It was, like, last October. 
it was like, what, new faces of comedians? Some shit like that in Chicago. But it was either going to my nephew's homecoming game, who I haven't seen like in a minute, and my oh, son okay. hasn't seen his cousins. So I was like, no, nah, we going to pass on this show because you need to be with your family too. Like, I don't want to deprive you from so many childhood memories because I, I want to do something that I feel like may or may not take us to the next level. And I'm kind of stealing that from you. But also, um, you know, my wife, she watches them. We got a few family members out here and they'll watch them or, or do stuff. But I kind of put it in my mindset. And Kyrie had to tell me this too. It was like, yo, you're you're doing this for him. You know, keep your balance. But also remember, you're they're at a young age. He's only two. So it was mm-hmm. like, get everything you can possibly before he gets to activities. Yeah. He'll be straight. But uh it's just balancing. I do make sure I read to him every night before I leave because uh, sometimes he'll stay up all night until I come back home. Mm. And sometimes I might be one or two. That's why you might see me like, hey, I do my set and I dip because like, he's going to be up. You got to go to sleep um, and go yeah. to school tomorrow. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just figuring out that balance. And like I said, I think what's great about our 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 scene, a lot of us are understandable. Even if it's the producer, like, they know you have a kid. It's like, hey, let me put you up a little earlier so you can go mm-hmm. on that first or something like that. So, but the out of state thing, I mean, granted, you could take your kid with you sometimes. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that's cool. If it's like her and her mom, like, I don't know how your relationship is. Like, yo, just come, I want y'all here. And they may even build your relationship back up to Raleigh. It's like, all right, I see what you're doing. I can understand it. You know, chase that dream because you're going to help your daughter at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she knows that. So, um, Shit, if you even got to bring her to the green room or to the show, shit, you know, we'll watch her. Hell, we dance, so it doesn't go happen to her. Because, like, we want nothing to happen to you or our kids. So, like yeah, Kyrie said, we're village, and all of us want to make it. All of us want to make it. So, yeah, rather it's me making first, like, Kyrie making first, you, Law, whoever, whoever fucking makes it first, I know for a fact, like, our scene will be okay. Yeah. We usually need one it's of true. us to make it, and we'll be fine. It's true. So, the, uh, I'm I'm happy you want to bring your kid to the green room because my daughter my daughter loves the green room. Yeah, <laughs> loves it. Like it, it's to the point now. It's like she she'll be like, oh, like oh, why I can't come to this show? And I came to this show. I'm like, bro, you can't. Like it don't work like that. Like you feel me? And I'm trying to tell her like, yeah, some shows cool. Other shows you gotta chill. But like, bro, she she be in the green room with the comedians, all that. Like, uh, lyric and Saray are like her favorite people. Yeah. Like, she loves it. <laughs> Where are we going to show? Sheree going to be on the show? They're going to be on the show? Oh, all right. Yeah. Everybody else is just like, I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell, she used to be at the uh, studio. We did the podcast, Kyrie's daughter. So it's just like, all right, you, you just there. You put me everywhere, bro. And then it's like, your daughter 11. You got, like, like this. She had an age where it's like, she's being, it's so many things around her trying to get, like, grab her interest. Mm-hmm. Bring her to a show. You yeah. never know, my guy. She might end up she like fuck right being a producer. Might, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she might want to produce and put something together. She might want to get on stage. Like you never really know. I fully believe my daughter is gonna be in some type of entertainment. Yeah. Some way, shape, or form. Having you crack up all the time. Like she already be like we she made my baby made her first uh her first uh, r- uh racial joke. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby, they're going to cancel you. <laughs> you got it. Ooh, you got it. You got it. That's what I said. So, ooh, you got it. Lord have mercy. That's funny. We, we was doing one of them videos with the uh, the, the filters, and they had, and it was me, me, my girlfriend, and my daughter, and, like, it made the uh, it made our eyes look, look different. 
Mm -hmm. And she's come out of nowhere and tell me, why we look Japanese? I'm like, oh, you can't say that? No. (laughs) It's built for this. (laughs) It's too soon. (laughs) It's built for this. Don't do that. Lord. Now, I know my daughter likes to, uh, like, draw and paint a lot. Yeah. Um, So I like trying to encourage her, you know, to do that. And, like, I feel like me doing this... And then her, like, seeing it, like, you know, talk, I talked to her about how the show went. Like, even if I ball, I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's like that, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, like, if it's good, I'm like, it's a good show. But then just kind of, I don't know, somebody has said to me, like, if, if your daughter sees you going for it, that would go inspire for her to, like, go. Because I always, because she's good for her age, like, at, like, drawing and stuff. So I'm like, you should... You know what I mean? I'm like, just keep doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, keep on going. You never know what guy. It may not be what you want to do for life, whatever, but don't stop drawing if you like it. You know, like, just always try to encourage, like, her artistic side and, like, make sure that she does well in school because that's how my parents were with me. You know, they were like, all right, you can, I didn't really have art stuff as a kid. I was outside because we lived in a yeah. different time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But they were always just like, whatever you want to be, like, if you're willing to put in the time and deal with the consequences and not necessarily consequence and bad, but just the word itself, like, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. Just know that it's going to probably take, it might be a while, but it'll take some work, but it's possible. So I try to, like, pass that on, you know, like, whatever you like. One day she wants to be a cheerleader. One day she wants to be an art teacher. All right. You know, fuck cool. yeah, yo, that's how you gotta be with it. Yo. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you gotta be like, fuck it. That's what we're going. That's what we want. Yeah, all right, cool. You know, that's when what you want to sign with. up fuck for, it. you know, but then you sign her up for cheerleading. And you're like, you're just talking to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you're hey, the Come on now. You like, you want $400 just to talk to your friends. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> My daughter has a gymnastics class in uh uh in out in Timonium, right? Uh-huh. That we signed her up when she four, she was like three, maybe four, or something like that. And after a while, we stopped going because it was like it was literally just like a fucking playtime. Parents would come mm-hmm. sit on their phones and they would do like random exercises with the kids all mm-hmm. their attention. Every like 10, 15 minutes, they could have a, a 10, 15 minute break with free time. And I'm yeah. like, bro, this this I you have an iPad at home. If I wanted a break, I can just give you your iPad. Like, you feel me? But I signed up. Then after that, we signed up for dance and uh, uh, theater camp and stuff like that. And then she like, oh, I'm going to go back to, I want to go back to uh, gymnastics. I'm like, I feel like such like a, a, a Joe Jackson. Cause I'm like, ain't no results. I need to yeah. some results. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can play at home. <laughs> no hundred. $150 a week. No, for real though. Not, like I get stuff. that. I get that. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Play at home. Man. Do a flip off the couch. Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> Take that match about your bed. Go on. Go. Get it high. Baby. That's how I used to get it when I was little. But if <laughs> if you want to, like I tell her, but if you want to go to a real gymnastics class where it's like, where, I don't know what they have, routines or uh, playoffs mm. or what. Where I can see your bracket playoffs for gymnastics is wild. <laughs> they got a bracket for gymnastics is nasty. Yo, the cheerleading Super Bowl. Yes, that's, that's what I need to see. It need to be something like that. If it ain't nothing like that, then nah, I'm good. That's funny. Yeah, because I got all that shit at home, bro. Like all that, like she got a full arts and craft station, everything. Like she's good. 
Yeah. That's what we did this year. Like she had been doing cheer for, I think she's done it. It's been three years. And so this, she was like, I really want to do cheer. So we sign her up every year and she's getting a little bit better every year. All right. Right. And she's like, well, I want to every year after she's, they ask, do you want to do winter cheer? Cause they like the organizations know that they have the parents like by the neck. We can't do anything because they, you know what I mean? Because they like, they toss it up when all the kids are there. So everybody's kid is like, oh, I want to do it. And you're like, yeah, yeah but you, you want to do this like $1,200. You know, you're like, yeah. Why would you do that in front of the kids? Why wouldn't you just like slide me an email or like a little like business card with the number 1200 So we were like, you scream right. that shit on you? Yeah, so I'm like, all right, we'll try it this time and see how it goes and then play it by ear for the next one, you know, because she has been, like, working towards it. But that was, you know, that was, like, a lesson that I it was cool for her to yeah. learn. Like, all right, you're not going to always get stuff just because you say you want it. But if you work for it, it's possible to happen, you know. And then once yeah. you get it, you still have to work to keep it. So, like, my thing is, yeah, you're here now, but, like, what are you going to do with, the, with what you have, you know? Because if you're going to waste it, you lose it, you know? <laughs> Bobby just Bobby just told his daughter, like, hey, bro, tighten this shit up when you getting cut. Like, <laughs> he just gave me. Yeah, let me see that. Like, ever just randomly, like, let me see a back bend right now. Let me see a forward. <laughs> like, hey, hey, right I now. I would cut pyramid. you if I was a coach. No, work on that. Me, you, and mom. Just, pyramid right just now. Just at the mall. Just at the mall. Give me a front hand spring right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be ready. Stay ready so you don't have you to gotta get ready. You got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly. Oh, That's man. dope, no, bro. Good. But it, but that's that's crazy. Her being like eleven, like, are you feeling like uh, cause my daughter's six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kadeem, your son is what two, three? Yeah, he's two, man. He's he just two. learned how to read. Like he blew my mind yesterday. I was like, you can read now. I said, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know just, what I'm saying. They but just you, pop out with new skills. You're like when did you yeah, start? Was doing like, he would just read the box. So like we had some yellow rice, and he was like yellow. I was like, all right, you probably because the box yellow. Like okay, I'll give you that. I was like, well, read the <laughs> word. He said it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, you said yellow. I said, all right. I said, I'm about to get, uh, oh, I got a, a green sharpen. I wrote the word yellow, red, blue. He just read everything. I said, oh, shit, you can read. Mm-hmm. Said, all right, my guy. I didn't know you could read that, too, because you don't talk to nobody. Because he's, uh, what the uh, the teacher was saying, he was like, he's too independent. So he don't mm-hmm. need to talk to y'all. He just do everything on his own. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like a, a worthless dad thing. now. Bro, y'all, he really feel above y'all. Like, he don't feel the need to talk to y'all. y'all yeah, be- like, he'll get his own water in the middle of the night from the Brita filter. Like, he'll get that up, get his cup. That is funny as fuck. I said, dog, you can at least wake daddy up. Like, I can get it for you. He's like, nah, yeah, I don't want to disturb you. Your door's closed. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> I appreciate you, son. Yeah, not blocking. <laughs> you be in the kitchen, like, with the fridge open, just, like, rubbing it. It, yeah, in the middle of the night. I, like, I, woke, I, I heard like Russ. I said, "Oh shit, somebody broke in the house." Then here you go with his little tummy out over there <laughs> pouring the water and getting some snacks and going back to his room. I said, "Yo, this is wild. You're too like you got to relax." <laughs> they're like little, like it's like you, they're like little humans. I mean, you know, they I are, forget. yeah, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, oh yeah. shit, I feel like we just brought you home. Now you fixing your own cup in the middle of the night because you're thirsty. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Tell hey, make sure you cut that light off when you're done. I know, right? I ain't trying to pay the bill. So, like, so, like, with her being like eleven, though, like, like y'all say, like, they pop up with like new skills, but like, she's like fully autonomous. I think that's the word. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, she's like uh, an actual preteen, independent. She's yeah. she like she's learning these skills and stuff. Where you know, often not often, but like, you or mom don't have to be around. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'd be her friends, and it's like, oh, yeah, she can come on. Oh, yeah, daddy, I learned mm-hmm. I learned how to do a backwards crab thing. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, dad, you know, I learned how to roll a blunt. Like, it's it's so rolling. <laughs> <laughs> She's at that age where the dice, <laughs> where you don't know what skill you about to pull out the loot crate. Like, you don't know what's yeah. about to happen to you. Not the loot crate. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck. You know we play the game, the loot crate pop up. Like she's at the age she getting her own loot crates, cause you don't you don't know yeah, what you don't know what's going on in setting. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you're handling that in and uh, uh being an entertainer as well? Uh I mean like I just you know like when like at first I was you know, I was, it would, it made me feel like kind of, I guess like insecure, you know? Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck bro. Like every time I turn, you got like, you're getting older. You got the, you can do more and more stuff. How, when did that fucking, what is going, you know? And then I'm like mm-hmm. all in my head about like, damn, I need to be around more, blah, 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 you know? But it's like, oh. that's just a part of growing up, right? Just yeah. like naturally, even if like, I've talked to like friends that they're, you know, just more, I guess a more nuclear family or whatever, but they like said the same thing where it's like, yeah, I mean, I like our son or daughter comes home and they, you're like, when did you even learn how to do that? You know, yeah. and it's like, all right, I feel a little better because it happens. Just it's just a thing that happens to all parents, right? Where their kids learn stuff because they are, even though they may come home and mom and dad is there, they're still like six to eight hours in a day where they're not around their kids. You know, right. so then you add that up in a week, that's like what thirty to forty in a five day week. You're like, shit, that's forty hours of new skills. You know what I mean? Like. So I never looked at it like that. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that like putting it into perspective like that, I think like like having friends that, you know, where they are like, you know, in a you know, loving relationship and have a kid, whether they're the both the same parent or not, you know what I mean? Just that environment, like talking to them to be like, yo, am I wilding? Like, am I missing something? Yeah. And then hearing what they say and it's like, okay, so it's the okay, cool. We're it's fine. So it makes me feel like better in that room. Like I don't get too worried about it. That's why you have good friends. Huh? You have to have good friend stock. Yeah, yeah. Here. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate that like the the guys that I know that have kids, whether they're with their mom or not, like they're good dads. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't rock with whack dads, bro. Like, I hate, you know what I mean? Like I hate saying right? Yeah, I, like I, I just you. I hate like that's not cool. Yeah. So I don't up. really know any people like that. It, like personally, right? I'm just sure. Just hear me out. You need to keep at least <laughs> one. You just hear me out. You need to keep at least one bum dad in the group. Okay. At least one. Because <laughs> cause when you're having the moments, you like, hey, bro, maybe I'm tripping. You get what I'm saying? Like, maybe I, maybe I'm tripping. He like, nah, nah, you ain't tripping, bro. You're right. That's when you know, yeah, I'm tripping. Like, you, you get what I'm saying? You need at least one of them niggas. <laughs> to run shit by where you like, yeah, if he agree with me, I know I'm bugged the fuck out. Yeah, I'm about to do the exact <laughs> opposite. <laughs> That's, yeah, like, you need one terrible-ass parent. Whereas, like, if he agree with me, nigga, I am, I am off the rails. That's funny. Bro. That's, I mean, that makes sense, though, because if you, you have something to compare it to on the other side, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you need it, because it's like, uh... <laughs> you need the bumism, bro. The like, bump of the tuck is wild. I'm telling you, bro. You it, is it necessary evil, yo? <laughs> yeah. Is it necessary evil? Like, yeah, I keep one oh, you know, I need money for X, Y, Z, and get here. You like, damn, I just maybe you just gave her money, or maybe you ain't really got it like that. Maybe you know, or maybe it's mm-hmm. not something she discussed with you previously. 
but now it's something she need money for or something like that. You call cuz. Yo. Yo, DeAndre. Yo, what's up, yo? What you doing? Ain't shit. You feel me? Pretend to be asleep so my, my kid don't come in here. I bet. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, my baby mother XYZ. Oh, yeah, nah, fuck her. That's, you know, that's a choice she made. You're like, well, I bet. Hang up the phone. You cash out your baby mother. You cash so, You know. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's just, that's good friend stock, bro. But you are, I was tripping. My fault. My yeah, head, like, you know what? I was geeking. Maybe I, I was wilding out. I was wilding out. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> but that's that's good that you have that 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 village that I spoke of. Yeah, Earth but that is yeah, I have that same like yeah. Yeah, you need you need to have that because you need to have the people the people that are not only gonna hold you accountable, but also have that, that loving relationship with you and your kid and for your kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where they can be like they can give you the unbiased opinion, like, oh nah, bro, that's just part of them growing up, like Mm-hmm. Don't even, or if it's something different, they can say like, uh, you know what, man, I think you really should talk to her about X, Y, Z, because, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. it's good to keep that tribe around you, bro. I'm glad you got that. Yeah, it's for, I'm fortunate for sure. I mean, I know not everybody has that, you know, because I, I mean, I was the first one in my friend group. You know, my daughter was born, I was, I was like about to be 24, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I was the first one in the squad to have a baby. So it was like, all right, I'm the trailblazer. (laughs) That boy was the tribal chief. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll set the tone, you know? It it is crazy because it's like, it, in more, more tone, like the, the one who has the kid first usually becomes like the, the, not so much the oldest, even if they're Mm -hmm. not the oldest, but you're the oldest now. Mm -hmm. You have the kid, you got responsibilities. You're the kid or marriage. Yeah. 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 You are, so you are the, because I got married first and had the first kids. So I was like, shit, I'm old, dog. <laughs> yeah, niggas heard your knees click and ain't need no noise. <laughs> bro, this is scary on this side. I know it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I'm, you know, like I said, I like have, you know, I, I don't, I'm not like the best at like having girlfriends and stuff, but as the single friend in the group, I always am like the person that's like, Nah, yo, you don't want to jump out the window like that. You know what I mean? Like, I always try to talk my friends off the ledge, you know? Because I'm like, and I think it's because I have a daughter, you know? Because I'm like, I don't know, it makes me think differently about how I move through life. Because I have a, you know, it's like, if I don't know if I had a son, maybe different. I don't know, but I don't have a son, right? But with a daughter, I'm like, you can't be that way all the time. You know, you have to think about what's best for, like, the whole and not just yourself, you know? So that's been like a, I would say a benefit too, you know, just gaining the wisdom. That's dope. And then it's like, like I like how he like said like the precursor was like you know he's not the best at having girlfriends, like, <laughs> but I'm good. He said I'm good at gauging you know which one of you bitches not to save. <laughs> that's what he said. He said I know which one of you bitches not to save, and I'm gonna tell my man's every fucking time, right? Because <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's saying sharing this person. comedian wealth when I make it. <laughs> I just want any old body. Absolutely not. <laughs> Bring something to the table besides a duffel bag to take my money. Besides a duffel bag, yeah. Oh, man. No, it's, it's cool. I think being dad is, like, definitely, like, one of those things that I never thought that I would be a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm glad. Like, I think my life would be totally different in a bad way if I didn't have my kid. I also think so. And, like... <laughs> Like, uh, I used to, like, fear, because I used to be so scared of turning out, like, uh, my biological dad. 
Mm-hmm. And like having the relationship that me and him had. And like that shit used to like terrify me. So I used to be like, I even women like and I was just telling my girlfriend this, but like even women who had kids I would deal with, it would only it wouldn't go past sex. Mm-hmm. It would just be like a sexual relationship. And then I had my daughter, like, you know, with her mom. And man, like that like I, I think it's different because we love our kids. Like like we 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 fuck with our we got cool kids. <laughs> His niggas were lame kids. If out they here, weren't cool, like, Kyrie said we ain't loving them children at all. Yeah, no, nah, these other niggas like like these other like I feel like the other parents like they, they got lame kids, so like parenthood is born. My kid is fun as fuck. Mm-hmm. Today she told me, right? She told me that she was hungry. She's at my mom's house. And that I said, All right, cool, I, we can wrestle and I can pick you up. She's like, Oh no, I'm not ready to come home. And then walks away from the phone and says, Ask him, can he get me something to eat and leave it at the door and go back home? Jeffrey, you Fallsworth Bentley, sir. Bro, my kid, snacks off and get out of here. Yeah, that's that's how they be at a certain point. It's like I just want you for the thing that I want you for, and then just like I'm good. But it's then when they don't have anything to do, all up under you. Can't leave me alone. Like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like I'll get it. You're 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 having fun right now, but you'll be bored soon. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's what my um sister told me. She was just like uh you know, they want to spend time with you, spend time with her. Because my nephew, he was 16. He was like, Mom, I just want to hang out with your dad. She was like, oh, shit, you want to hang out with me? Because he always be with his homies. So she was like, nah, cherish me. She said, because they hit a certain age. They're going to just be running with their homies, chasing girls or boys. And they ain't going to really think about you till they like in their late 20s when they want to mm-hmm. hang out with you again. But that by yeah, that time, you're old. Yeah. And I was my, like, that, that is true. I hit like 28. I wanted to like kick with my mom and dad a little bit more, like just talk mm-hmm. to them. So I was just like, yeah, that's, that's just true. Very true. You got to go run wild for a little bit and then you like come back. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Right? I feel like you got, especially your early teens and early 20s, tw- you ain't trying to sit in the house. I ain't going to lie to y'all, bro. My my daughter look, sound, and act just like my mother and my sister. I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> I am terrified. Not only that, not only that. She, her mom, she has a sister on her mom's side. And it's like, I can, and she loves being a sister. Mm -hmm. Loves being around, like, like her family, just like I am. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that at some point she's going to want to go stay over there. And I'm going to be like, okay, I want to go to my dad's house type thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm trying to brace myself for it. Yeah. You better make another brother or sister for her brother. She'll come over there. That's that's what Zeri's telling you. Like, oh, you got, you got to match mom now. Hey, I yeah, mean, you hey. gotta go kid for kid. <laughs> go a tip for tat with little brothers and sisters is wild, but hey, you better step to the back, step to the plate. So baby for baby, gonna yeah. Be. Wait, so oh, is, wait, is okay. her is her sister a little sister or older sister? It's a little sister. Uh, okay. So her sister, I think she's about to be like two. I think. Okay, because my my, my daughter likes helping out with her and stuff like that. Dang. Yeah. Her uh, little sister is six. So, yeah. With, with six, you, have, uh, uh, you know, all these different ages, two, six, uh, your daughter's 11. Kadeem, your son's, like you said, two. Uh, you got cousins, yeah. 16. Either way, all of these are, all of these are uh, kids you've gone inside the public school systems, or and more or less, uh, I don't know the specifics, but more or less going inside the public school systems. Uh, earlier this week, Public, uh, I want to say Pikesville, if I'm not mistaken, it was Pikesville. Pikesville. It was Pikesville. A principal in a Pikesville high school uh, had a tape leaked. And in this tape, he was, yep, in this tape, Bobby, it started off saying that these ungrateful black kids could not test their way out of a paper bag. He went yeah. on to say that uh, a plethora of presumably black employees 
uh, should not have been hired, and that DJ specifically, he is going to drag his black ass out of the school one way or another. He just needs to make something stick. He also said, uh, and this is a, a roughly translated quote, um, which I feel is the reason he getting canceled behind this, is he's tired of uh, having to report to Jews or if I have to report to another Jew uh, in the neighborhood or something like that about the kids. So this is in Pikeville, bro. Like Pikeville. First off, I just want to say, right? I just want to say that this is what you should expect from a Pikesville school. These are like I don't know. That's what I county schools are. They always give me like racist every mm-hmm. time, every single fucking time. Second off, they tried to blame this shit on AI, and that is the most funniest shit in the world. <laughs> funniest shit in the world. They tried to blame it on AI. They tried to say it was an AI tape at one point. Well, I mean, ever since, like, I feel like since the, like, pandemic, everybody, like, all the kids started going to school from home. Yeah. Like, and then, like, nobody was really prepared for it, you know? And then they didn't give the teachers the opportunity to, like, plan or prepare for it either. So it's, like, it's been fucked, you know what I mean? Like, it's just been fucked all around. And it's, like, it sucks, bro. Because then you do notice that, like, kids nowadays don't have that same, like, it's like more so up to the parents than it used to be, I guess, right? Like, yeah, like before, I don't know because my parents didn't fuck around when it came to school. Mine didn't either. Yeah, so Mine I can't, you know, but like, but I see it though because like I don't fuck around when it comes to school. Like, I yeah. got, I have my daughter's grade app on my phone. I check it every. I'm like, let me check them grades. I'll text her like, yo, why you got seventy four percent? Yeah, I know she's like, like, yo, that why you that? Blowing, Thank you know? God. Because my parents yeah, in my school like, like watching channels. They don't help at all. As, and I work, I work in the, uh, the public school system here in Baltimore. I work with them, and and bro, the, what you're doing is like God, like God saying, bro, because mm-hmm. there's so many parents that just don't care, like, mm-hmm. and it's like it's crazy, but it's like that's so needed, like how mm-hmm. you're on her back, because like you, like you said, your parents didn't play about school, mine yeah. didn't either. I am trying my absolute hardest, and the good Lord knows I am. To move away from being a, if Tilly had three apples, I, I'm one of them. Yeah, people. yeah. Where it's like, but it's like, I'm trying to move more into a positive approach. Mm-hmm. Like now we play like, uh, like she's uh, learning like blending word sounds, letter sounds. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we take like the letters from the Scrabble board and like one of us grab a random piece and whatever, like we match up, we sound out. Like, yeah. We make it fun. Yeah, make it fun. Friend. Yeah. But it's like, it's still needed. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's needed. Also, to the state, I feel like he could have said that exact same thing that you said without the black kids. The black, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's not just black for it's, it's not. Really it's, not. It's, not it's, it's really not. It's it, really it's not. not just black, and I also feel like him, him, him saying, you know, these black kids, these, you know, black ass. Mm-hmm. Even when he said the uh, the comment about the Jew, those mm-hmm. were choices. Yeah. He could have said, I, I don't want to report to anyone else in this neighborhood. I'm mm-hmm. tired of reporting to people in this neighborhood. I'm tired of reporting to the neighborhood. The, the fact that you brought up the race of the kids first is worse. Yeah. Because you're already but, making a whole a whole racial thing that the black kids or brown kids, mainly the black kids, don't know how to test. And mm-hmm. I can say this as a black teacher. Most of these black kids are actually crushing it. Like I mm-hmm. have, yes. I'm the highest girl. So it's mostly black and brown kids. I'm not going to say what school you might be able to look it up. They're the number four middle school in PG County now. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly immigrant kids, both mm-hmm. black and brown. And most of them, English not even their first language. And they crushing 
a lot of the magnet schools and tax schools, they're number four in the county. Mm -hmm. And that school was 23, five years ago. So it's not about you not having, it's being black kids. One, some of these teachers don't know how to teach and they lazy. They just trying to get the bag, right? And then it just- And then parents aren't involved at all no more. It's Mm -hmm. like, and I know, like I have kids who are in seventh grade and some of them are reading at a third grade level. And then on top of that, you know, people, they but oh, well, they're keeping parents away from the kids so they ain't got time to read. Yo, fuck that. They have five-minute read books you can do. Mm-hmm. I read to my son every night. Even when I'm at the comedy club, I'll FaceTime or Duo because I got an Android. And I'll read. Mm-hmm. Read a book. Yeah, or He's too he got Yeah, whatever. Like, it's not really an <laughs> excuse to not yeah. be there for your kid. Like, I'm t- yeah. all of us, we're active comedians. We're tired all the time. And mm-hmm. we still time, uh, find time for our children. Read to them, do activities with them. Like you can mm-hmm. make you make time for what's important to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Everything from black and brown being the ones putting the stats on the board to there being no excuse for you to be a parent to your kid. And Still, white them. kids I, can't I, read I, either. I agree exactly. with that, but I agree with that hundred percent. My whole point in this is all of that could have been said without the black comments, black ass comments, and the Jew comments. Oh no, that's what all I'm saying. All of that shit was a choice, like. Yeah,なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、なんかね、
I mean, I try to do what, like, what Kyrie was saying. Like, I try to make it fun. You know, like, I know she's not, like, for a while she didn't really like math. Mm-hmm. And it was just because she wasn't, like, understanding it. But, like, I love math. Like, I love math. So, like, we would, like, just, I would just take stuff that she likes. Like, when, at that time, she was into, like, dolls and, like, like bees to make braces and stuff. So then I would find ways to make, like, math out of that. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to play a cl- you want to play dolls and play school, all right, bet. I'm that dad. We're like, yo, why you got to make everything fucking... I just want to play dolls. Why we got to actually have school, bro? Like, yeah, I don't want- <laughs> yeah. My daughter be like that. She's like, come on. I just want to play. Like, <laughs> But, like, I'll do that. And then just, like, I'll read. Like, I'll try to just Google stuff. You know, like, uh, I know with reading, you know, I know sometimes, like, even now still kind of, like, she has, like, when she's reading stuff, she has a hard time, like, pronouncing certain words or whatever. So then I'm like, all right, well, then, you know, Instead of just being like, what's the word? You know what C-H, you know, like that. It's like, all right, just write out, write it out phonetically. You know what I mean? Like, and then I'll tell her, this is what phonetics is, right? And I'm like, all right, if you write out C-S-E-A, so-and-so, that's, this. it sounds the same, but it's when you're writing it differently. And then when she reads the word, she's like, oh, that makes sense. Because even though you're writing it this, I'm just saying these words. Like, I'm saying C, but it's actually C, you know? That's dope. so I try, I'm just trying to figure out, like, it's kind of like trial and error, honestly. It is, because you, even even the example, you you know, instead of you saying, like, what's, because that's, that is that, uh you know, if Billy had two apples, that's that mm-hmm. style of uh parenting where it's just, like, it's not so much, you're not helping them by just saying, why don't you know this? Yeah. You should know this. Mm-hmm. That's not helping them. And that's something, like, you know, like you said, like, you know, we're trying to get away from it. We're, we're making, taking it at the steps from so I, I want to commend you on that. I think that's pretty dope, brother. Appreciate it, man. It's, it's hard, bro, because, I mean, you got to be on board with, like, you know, the parent, you know. Because even though we're not, it's still, like, unified friend is what I always tell her mom. Like, even though, like, you have a husband and y'all have a kid, like, Marley is still, like, our daughter. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's still important that, like, we have some type of, like, relationship and we're able to, like, work together behind the scenes so that Marley knows she can't like finesse you know so it's like (laughs) let me know what you doing up there and then I'll let you know what I'm doing down here teamwork communication you know what I mean that's very healthy communication is definitely the key yeah well I mean I had like nine years to figure it out (laughs) (laughs) most definitely so you know but it's, it's been it's like that is like something that I think that's probably like the biggest challenge right now because we do like, you know, respectfully, right? Like, her mom and I have different opinions on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where it's like, I care more, you know, about school stuff, even though she has the degree, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of weird because it's like, you would think her mom with the degree would be like, school, school, school. And I'd be like, sports, art, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, no, you got to, before you do cheerleading, you got to have good grades. I don't care if it's not a requirement because we pay for the cheerleading. But to me, I'm not signing off if you don't do at least like X, Y, and Z. And like, I can help you. And then my family also, like the village thing, my cousin, my nephews, like 20 and 26. So like, they will be like, okay. They have to, like, my one nephew has, like, a biochemical engineer, so he's, like, a fucking genius, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
And so he's like, all right, I'll help you out with math. And then my other nephew's like, I like social studies stuff, so I can, like, help you out with that. And then, like, I know English stuff. So then we all, like, work together, you know, so that she's always... And that's like, how it should be. I'm, I'm glad you do yeah. that, because a lot of these parents, bro, they are... At least where I'm at, they are not involved with their kids, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy, like... Like I said, one of my kids, he got two jobs. It's like, you don't want this kid to pass at all. Like, he's 12. Mm-hmm. Why does he have two jobs? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, yeah. you know, hard times, but he needs to be focusing. He's a smart kid. But it's like, yeah, you take that away from him. So I love that y'all putting so much love and education on your child because it's like, you need it now. Like, everybody not going to be social media famous. And then yeah. if you do, it burns out so quick sometimes with some people. So, mm-hmm. nah, you can't. You you need that education. Bobby, at- Bobby, if, if you Bobby's preparing for the future, Kadeem. That's what he's doing. Bobby, <laughs> he is, said what? Bobby is a comedian. He knows how he knows how this works. He's telling his daughter, hey, hey, big dog, get these grades together right now. You can do all <laughs> over mics, but you need to get these get these grades together right now. No, nah, fact. Well, because I mean, you know, I know i I missed out on a lot of stuff growing up with school. Like my parents yeah. were like helpful, but like I grew up in in Lanham, like PG County. I went to school in Lanham, and then I oh. moved to Baltimore County. So I didn't know about like magnet programs and like all that stuff until it was too late, you know. And I was yeah. like, well, they got all this cool shit, and now I got to do that. And I just wanted. That's really what it is. Is like trying to make sure she doesn't end up in that situation. Yeah. Because you just exposed her to more opportunities, kind of more so. But yeah. 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 Mm. That's dope. My. Uh... My daughter's school had a uh, kid cuisine. It was a, yeah, for uh, for the little kids, they had a cooking class where they taught them to make like snacks they can make with like parental help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, she made some of the most delicious fucking things I've ever eaten in that little class. Ah, oh, I was so <laughs> sad when it ended. <laughs> so, Wait, do you take that again? <laughs> so please run it back. But Bobby, man, listen, it's been great. Uh, I hate no. Oh my god, that sounded so fake, right? It, that sounded so fake because you like our real homie. So fuck all that. Uh, we're about to get off, right? I hated that. I, oh my god, I hate it. It's been great. I hated that. Very dope conversation. I feel like I really feel like I got to know you like way better. Thanks, um, thanks. We, I can relate to you a lot on like the stuff that uh, that you say, like uh, both that you're dealing with and that you're trying to implement uh, in your life. Um, I truly do hope after this podcast we like talk more, yeah, more. Because like, I would love to, I would love to to us to have a relationship where we could like, you know, call something going on or whatever, and you know, you need somebody to talk to. I need somebody, to, you know, how that we even bounce jokes off each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, always hit me up for sure. I agree. Plus, she's been... eleven year old. I need to know what that shit like. <laughs> Mine's six, yeah. and she already act like she's sixteen. So <laughs> she do. Uh, Ziri is very mature for age. I would definitely say that. <laughs> just like a, a grown person, <laughs> and like a little body, and it's like I just yeah. I just, it's like she's very like cognizant of of like her world, like how to talk mm-hmm. to people, all that. So yeah, I was like, yeah, y'all doing good over there too, Kyrie. Y'all doing really good with your daughter. So I appreciate that. I'm gonna start a writer's room just so Bobby can write a tutorial on raising a preteen. <laughs> that's the whole writer's room everybody else working on the script Bobby get the tutorial done please <laughs> do the tutorial <laughs> please yo this man put you to work <laughs> the 10 but like the 10 crack commandments but raising your kid and daughter yes. <laughs> the 10 brat commandments the 10 yeah. brat commandments I'm with it oh man 
this was fun. Are... Thank you. I really appreciate y'all having me on, though. This was like, this was definitely really fun. Like, I would do this again. This is yeah, like I said, with, like Kyrie <laughs> said, I learned, I learned so much more about you. Like, I, I knew you a little bit, like, through comedy, but like, I think this yeah, allowed fun. us to all open up to each other a little bit more. So hopefully we, yeah. uh, Change numbers, talk more, probably do some more projects and stuff together because uh, we're working on some stuff and I would love to have you yeah. on board with some stuff. Too. Most definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, same. Like after this, I can get you. I have some ideas of some stuff I've been trying to put together. So that'd be tight. You know? Fuck yeah. Okay. Yo, yeah. listen, everything's about teamwork, brother. Um, mm-hmm. We hope to have you on again. I hope we have it. Hope to have you on again, the show again soon. I'm sorry. Just a tad bit high. I don't know if y'all can hear, but the cats are trying to kill each other in the background. I, I heard something going it. on. So. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of a murder situation about to happen here. It's a lot going on. But Good thing I can said, edit the background out. Hopefully. Uh, with that being said, to our homies out in the Czech Republic, to our homies overseas in England, or to the homies up north in Canada, to the Good Brothers in Ghana, to our new allies in the Allied United Republic, whatever that is. Uh, it Over Dubai. <laughs> Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. Yeah. But all of that, I say my name is Kyrie. I'm Kadeem Richardson, our, our wonderful guest, Bobby Ray. Definitely going to have him back. Oh, you have anything that's coming up? I meant to ask you that. You have any yeah. shows or anything coming up? Uh, well, I'm just supposed to be doing... Delia Foley show in Camp in Fairhill on this. Okay. I think it's the Ooh. second. And then uh, I'm hosting at the Improv on the 16th through the 18th. Oh yeah. shit! Good job, man. Be, it's for the lounge. It's in the lounge, so Ooh. hosting the showcase. Good job, we gotta man. try to we gotta try to finesse and get all three of us on one. You know. 